Speaking the truth to the state capitol, this is Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Well, welcome to Drive Time Lincoln. It is, what is it right now? 5.06, and I'm your host for today's show, Doug Fitzgerald, filling in for the commander while he takes some well-deserved time off while he's out west playing around. And we want to thank you all for joining us this afternoon on your drive home. And... Happy New Year! Happy New Year! It's my so it's the first uh, you know it's the first show of the brand new year twenty twenty two. Caleb and I decided that we're going to call it twenty twenty two, not two thousand twenty two. Just comes off the tongue a little bit better. So anyway, hope you all had a great, safe, and fun New Year's weekend. I'm joined in the studio by Johnny Cadillac. Uh, thanks so much for your hard work, Johnny. I appreciate that. Um, he also produces my weekend show, One Shot One Life. So it's always fun to work with you. Uh, likewise, Doug. It's always a pleasure on my end as well. Well, here's the cool thing. So I, I hope you had a good you had a good weekend. We've been talking back and forth throughout the weekend. Absolutely. But last Thursday, I was in Grand Island and I was uh, driving back about five thirty. I made sure I had uh, KLIN on, and lo and behold, I hear Johnny Cadillac on the air talking about his wrestling days. Right? How was that for you being on the show? I I was on cloud nine. All day that day, just getting ready for the show is the one thing I was really looking forward to about the rest of the day. I, I came in and I said, I'm not working a job today, and I, I get to talk about myself and my passions. <laughs> this is going to be great. And so I was on cloud nine, and then we did the show, and then I was in an even better mood after the show, and all weekend since. Like, uh, my, my high is still there. Well, if you didn't listen on Thursday, um, basically Johnny shared his story about being a uh, professional wrestling ring announcer and commissioner, kind of kind of on the side, and yep. it's kind of his passion. And here's the one thing, though, Johnny, um, you introduced Jack, right? Like you were the ring announcer, sure did. And so I'm like, hey, if if Jack could get announced, I'd love to get announced. Can I get a formal announcement from Johnny Cadillac? Well, Doug, let's see what I could do here. So. Filling in for the commander on Drive Time Lincoln from Lincoln, Nebraska, standing at 5 feet 10 inches tall and weighing in at 175 pounds of all muscle and intelligence. Yeah. He is the voice of KLIN's One Shot, One Life show, and this week is the host of Drive Time Lincoln. Here is Doug Fitzgerald. That was fantastic. <laughs> I need you to do that every time in the morning to wake me up. Oh, man. <laughs> I'd be ready to go. There you go. Well, who needs coffee at that who point? Who needs coffee? You know what? Um, it brought back a lot of memories, though, listening to the show. I remember when I was probably, I think I was around fifth grade, my brother, who was seven years older than me, and it was a big deal that he would take me somewhere. He took me to a professional wrestling match in Norfolk, Nebraska. Johnny. And uh, the featured wrestler, I had to text back and forth with him this weekend, Jake the Snake Roberts. Oh, Jake the Snake, yes. So I got to watch Jake the Snake and, and, you know, he carried around the python and everything. Yep, Damien. But the other thing that I remember is there was a wrestler there that, and maybe you know, I'm going to test you out here, who would take hot water bottles and blow them up and pop them. Do you remember who that was? <sighs> We've talked about this before. I don't remember the name, but... Ken Patera. Oh, okay, yep, and I know of Ken Patera a little bit. Ken Patera. So, um, anyway, it brought back some great memories. I got to connect with my brother again about that. So, thank you for the show. And by the way, um, there is an MWA event coming up that um, that I'd love for you to share Correct. about. Yeah, so Friday night, January 28th, MWA makes their long awaited turn return to Lincoln, Nebraska, the Cornhusker Social Hall. I believe it's at 7 o'clock that night. I'll have to double check the time. But Friday, January 28th, 
Cornusker Social Hall, Lincoln, Nebraska. MWA makes their long-awaited return. Are you announcing for that show? I will be emceeing, ring announcing, commissioning the whole show. The whole thing. So yep. check it out. Make sure you do it. And you can check them out on Facebook as well. So, Johnny, thank you so much for that. Absolutely. Well, I love this time of year. It's a brand new time of year. Many times, you know, people are setting their New Year's resolutions. I like to call them priorities instead. We can talk about that in a minute. But uh, it's a great opportunity to make changes, um, to really have a potential and dramatic improvement, not only in your life, but in the lives of those around you. Um, plus, I just love hearing about people's stories uh, as they change their life. And so what I thought I would do is we would take this whole week and we would look at New Year's resolutions. Like I said, I like to call them priorities because I want people to achieve specific things throughout their life. I've been helping people for over 30 years do this, been doing it personally myself as well. We talk about it a lot on the One Shot, One Life show. And so what I thought we did this week is bring in experts that um, will look at specific priorities that a majority of people have that can walk us through practical steps to take so that we don't lose the desire to do it. Because the reality is, um, of people who actually set New Year's resolutions, by by the first week or two within January, I think only about 7 to 8% even are following it at that point. Right? So we want people to come alongside us and help us out. So with that, I did a lot of research this weekend looking at what are some of the top New Year's resolutions that people set. So Statista is a company who does a lot of research, and they identified the top 15 New Year's resolutions that people have from 1,500 Americans that they interviewed. So, Johnny, I want you to guess. What do you think are in the top five for New Year's resolutions that people have made? I'm going to, first off, I'm going to guess uh, to quit some sort of addiction, whether it be smoking cigarettes. Okay. Um, get out of debt. Okay. Oh, gosh. Let's see. Put you on the spot. I know. And I've been thinking about this, and those, <laughs> are, those two like, stuck out. Oh, weight loss. Weight, weight loss. loss. Yeah. That, All right. Those are top three for, like, that stick it on my mind right away. So you got the, so you got two of the top five. Okay. Obviously, health and weight loss and all that is in there, losing weight. And then saving more money is in the top five, along with other financial desires as well. Um, giving up smoking and drinking was down on the list, but it made the top 15. Okay. So good job on that. So since we identified money as one of the top ones, today we're going to talk about money and jump right into the show. Uh, I've been working with people in finances for a long time, and, and um, it's one of the top things that people worry about is finances in their life. It's also one of the top resolutions uh, that people establish and try to take hold of in their life. So I've asked financial expert Michael Krause to join us today. Michael is the vice president of Plan A Wealth Management here in Lincoln, and he's been helping people successfully get a handle on their money and investments for over 12 years. So Michael, I want to welcome Welcome you to Drive Time Lincoln. Doug, thanks for having me here. Johnny, it's good to see you again. Here, we'll get his mic on. You too, Michael. You get that great. On. Oh, always. Whoop, I have the wrong mic on for you. I'm sorry. Always a pleasure to see you, Michael, and work with you. Thank you, gentlemen, there? for having me. There I'm excited to be here. Now we got Michael. John. Michael Krause, thank you so much for jumping in. I've known you for a while now, and um, you've really helped me in the area of finances understand a lot better about that. But why don't you, for our listeners, share a little bit about your story, your background, and how you got really passionate to get into the financial world. Happy to do so. Born and raised in South Texas. I still miss the climate and the Mexican food down there, do. especially this time of year. And barbecue. Amen. Oh, some of the best barbecue my mouth's ever had. Uh, grew up in a pastor's home. And so my mom and dad 
loved helping people left and right, but you know what? They um, didn't know a whole lot about managing finances. And so as I got into college, that became a very big priority for me to learn everything I could about helping people with their finances. And so as a financial advisor during the week and a pastor on the weekends, my job is just to help people. And as you just alluded to with those priorities or New Year's resolutions, money is one of the number one problems that Mm -hmm. people face and want help with. So whatever we can do to help them get on a better track, we want to do it. You know, a lot of people are not educated in the area of finances, even with basic financial money management in their own homes. I've talked to my kids who have both gone through high school and gone through college with very little practical money management training. Do you find that a oh, lot happening? The financial literacy in America is huge. That's one of the reasons why I have such a big problem with that. Problem is, we don't teach it a lot. Right. right in high school, middle school, at any point in time, and so we leave these people kind of left to their own devices to kind of figure it out on their right. own, and then they get inundated with offers of credit cards and things of that nature. It's so easy to go buy a car if you just get a loan, and so people find themselves getting stuck underneath the mountain sure. of debt early on in life, and they struggled to figure out how do I get out. Right. Well, as we look at uh, the area of money, especially the area that that, uh, people look at, there's three sub-areas we talked about earlier. People want to save more, Mm -hmm. they want to pay off debt, and they want to spend less. And so as we look at this, um, let's go ahead and dig in. What are some of the first steps that people can take in handling their finances. Now, here's the thing. When I work with people, sometimes when we start working together, they are so overwhelmed Mm. about their current situation that they don't even want to deal with it, right? They they think it's easier just to not deal with it and not have to go through the process and the hard work. But we know that in the end, that's detrimental to them and future generations. So what are the first steps that you encourage people to take to really get a handle on their finances? First is the mental shift you got to take ownership for your finances. I'm personally responsible for the choices Mm. I make with my money, and I can take control of this. If we can go to that step, the second step is probably the most difficult that people hate to hear. It's kind of going on a diet January 1. It's you got to have a budget. you got to have something that says, I'm going to tell this money where it's going to go, as opposed to just letting the money go and coming in the month and being like, I don't know where it went. What's a good place to start in regards to setting up a budget? There's plenty of places online you can go to do a simple budget, right? You can use something even like a mint.com, but just putting down on paper your expenses. Literally, look back at your bank statement or credit card statement for, let's call it November, because December's a little crazy, and put down the categories that you spent money on and start there. You know, I we found out, uh, especially as our kids have grown up in the digital world, mm. that it's hard to track money. We always tell our people to like save every single receipt. So I've worked with my kids, save every single receipt because they use their phones to pay for things. They use, you know, their credit and debit cards to pay for things. And it's easy when you don't see where it's going, right? To spend until you, and then you get in trouble. Oh, the research shows you know. how much more you spend even on something like a hamburger at a fast food restaurant or a coffee. You spend considerably more every transaction when you use some form of electronic payment or card than you do if you spend with cash. So, you know, I, as I share with people, I tell them, you know, like, if you want to lose weight, you mm-hmm. need to gauge that, right? Then you need to find a way to gauge your progress or lack of progress. A scale for most people is that or the way, pe- the way their clothes fit. What's a good way to gauge your financial health and if you're getting better or not? The most complicated version is called the net worth. Yes. Right? Am I going... 
positive or negative toward gaining a net worth that increases my assets, the things I own of value, versus my debts or liabilities. So that's probably the easiest, and that's when, for most of us, using something electronic, right, some kind of app, software, website is going to be helpful. You tie in your bank accounts and credit cards, and it tracks all your accounts so you can see, am I making positive progress or am I working against myself? So the goal is to spend more or spend less, spend less. hopefully maybe make some more um, than you actually spend so that you have extra money. That's right. We tell people the, the secret sauce to building long-term wealth, first you got to work. right? If you're not yep. willing to work, it's going to be very difficult <laughs> to do anything. After you work and get some money, you have to spend less than you make. Yep. right? So there's some pur- surplus. And with that surplus, you have to save or invest it. Those are, that's the secret sauce to building long-term wealth. All right. It is 518. You're listening to Drive Time Lincoln on 1499.3 KLIM. We're talking with financial expert Michael Krause about key steps to help you win your battle with money and keep your financial resolutions for 2022. All right. So you talked about gaining some extra money once you've identified you know, what you're going to do in regards to your budget, what's coming in, what's going out. Hopefully you have some extra left over. You talked about saving. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about emergency funds. I hear that a lot with people. You know, they say, well, save an emergency fund of 500 or 1000 bucks. What do you recommend in regards to saving for an emergency fund? If you've got nothing, let's start with 500 We just want to get some positive progress toward that. And simply hitting that psychological goal gives a lot of benefit, right? So we want you to carve out $500 that you're going to do nothing else with. You're going to put it aside in case something really unexpected mm-hmm. happens. Now, Valentine's Day is not an emergency, right? <laughs> Come it on. comes around every day, same day of the year. You know what's coming, so that cannot be an emergency. But again, that $500 is set aside in case something really does go wrong. If the house, the car, something you really need to get fixed, and we want that set aside. Otherwise, if we don't have it, Doug, we're tempted to go back and use our credit card and get more in debt when that right. emergency comes. Because it knocks you off track of your budget, and that's the goal. You don't want to get knocked off track. What um, what would be an optimum amount then for an emergency fund? If you want to optimum start with is what would be optimum? Three amount? to six months of living expenses. So you add up your basic expenses. If I just need to live and my paycheck stopped tomorrow, what do I need to spend just to keep life going? If you're a solo income earner, go for six months, right? right. If you've got two incomes in the house, Three months will probably suffice, but we want you somewhere between three to six months of living expenses set aside in that emergency fund, ideally. And and that seems impossible for some people, but the reality is it's, it's, it's very possible. It is possible. If you add up the things that you spend money on that don't even necessarily bring you joy, maybe there's some subscriptions that you don't even use anymore, take a look at some of that discretionary spending. Where could you cut back and not drastically change your standard of living? And I found people are can easily save a thousand to two thousand dollars right up front for that emer- initial emergency fund just simply by assessing where they're at. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe selling some things. Facebook marketplace, maybe, yep, eBay. Yep, absolutely. Yep. Saving uh stimulus checks that might come in. Absolutely. And just some of the things that are easy to overspend on. Eating out is probably at least in my family, it's the biggest one. It's so easy to spend lots of money just at a simple restaurant. And it's like, because we're tired, it's convenient. We're not thinking ahead, planning ahead. So if we can cut out or cut down eating out, we can automatically add some money into our monthly budget each month. All right. We have just a couple of minutes here and I want to start uh, talking about debt. That's mm. a huge problem in our country. Uh, it's it's devastating people. Um, the average credit card debt's like 5,300, personal loans, 16,000, auto loans, 19,000, student loans, 38,000. Um, 
mortgage average is about 208000 for people. But this time of year, um, the latest um, report that I saw from CNBC said uh, out of 2,000 people that um, they asked about their holiday spending, um, a, a majority of them were using their credit cards to pay mm-hmm. for their expenses and their holiday expenses averaging over about $1,300 in expenses. Mm -hmm. Putting it on a credit card, a majority of those people said they weren't going to be able to pay it off within a month, which means you've got interest accruing on those, a minimum of 16% up to around 30 to 35%. Um, Let's talk about debt and debt reduction. And I know we just have a minute here. Um, We'll come back maybe after the break and dig into it. But what can you tell us about debt and how it's impacting people? There's not only a financial impact, it's an emotional impact. Mm. People feel the weight of that debt. Even if they can't tell you the exact balance on their credit card or their car loan, they emotionally carry it around with them, especially if there's spouses. One of them carries around a lot more, generally the female. And so we just don't understand the toll that it begins to take on people living under that mountain of debt. And that's something we want to help people get out from under. Well, we're going to have you on and have you stick around for the second segment. I want you to talk about the practical steps for people to take to start knocking out that debt. And then once we do that, we're going to talk about investments, which you have some great ideas about. So we're talking with uh, Michael Krauss, a financial expert here in Lincoln. Excited for him to share his tips on getting rid of debt and investments in the second sh- uh, second half of the show. It is uh, 523. We're going to take a quick break now. Uh, you're listening to Drive Time Lincoln on 1499.3 KLIN. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1499.3 KLIN. Welcome back. It's 526, 38 degrees. Um, I tell you what, this morning was like... I think it was one degree Bitter when we came cold. into the studio. <laughs> it was so cold out. Um, but, man, I tell you what, we've had such great weather. I mean, we knew we were due for something. So, But still, the weather for the next couple of days is going to be nice. So um, well, I'm filling in for Commander. My name is Doug Fitzgerald. Jack uh, will be back steering the ship next week. And uh, in the studio today, we have Michael Krause. He's a financial expert here in town, Plan A Wealth Management. I've asked him to come in because money is one of the top five areas that people have New Year's resolutions and set priorities to try try to, you know, tackle for that new year. And Michael, I wanted to bring you back in for this short break just because I wanted to talk about inflation. We're going to talk about debt reduction here in a minute with your great plan and system to help people pay off debt as soon as possible. But inflation is impacting people, right? We talked about spending and budget. Our expenses are going up. I mean, the government said what they, they average six to seven percent. The reality is it's more like anywhere between 10 percent to over 100 percent for items that we buy on a regular basis. How is inflation impacting people's budgets? I mean, everything from food to cars to utilities, things are just going up. And so people feel like they're spending, they're going to the store as often as they were, but they're spending considerably more every time they go to the checkout counter, when they go to the gas pump, and it's increasing the amount of debt that people continue to carry month over month. Gasoline, uh, I've got a... um I've got a statistic here of inflation numbers, recent inflation numbers from the government. Gasoline up right at 50% expenses. Uh, Inflation on used cars and trucks, get this one, 26%. Mm. Bacon, of all things, 20%. Well, baking I mean, makes everything that better. That impacts everybody, I think. Um, furniture up 12%, televisions, TV percent, 10%, which normally for television electronics, it usually drops, but mm-hmm. with everything with supply chain issues, uh, we're getting hit with that. Uh, clothing, apparel, shelter, all that is, is all up. Um, what, do you, what do you tell people to do in regards to um, when their expenses are going up? How can we deal with inflation? 
The best way and the most often cited way is to find an alternative, right? The problem is when you love bacon, there's not too many things that you're <laughs> satisfied like bacon does. But if you can, right, can I find a way to carpool a little bit more this week or this month, right? Can I switch to a cheaper gasoline that won't negatively affect my car? Right. Are there small swaps I can make to get something that brings my cost per item down a little bit more? Yep, just be more wise and plan ahead. Big, Planning's huge. The big area here is talking about making a plan. It's pretty It's pretty simple, but you make a plan and tell your money where to go before it tells you what to do. And then you right? stick with it, right? You got to hold yourself accountable right. because no one's watching over your shoulder, right? You're on your own now. You've got to make the big boy, big girl decision. This is my money. I'm going to control it. I'm going to make a plan and I'm going to stick with it. All right. We're talking to Michael Krauss, financial expert here in Lincoln. We're going to be back in the second segment talking about debt, debt reduction, and investments. Want to do a quick look at Husker sports. Obviously, the men's basketball team lost a heartbreaker last night to number 13 Ohio State in overtime. They're going to be traveling to East Lansing on Wednesday to take on number 10 Michigan State. Tip off at six games, uh, or excuse me, tip off at six pregame at five. It's going to be heard on KLAN, but we're not going to have drive time Lincoln on Wednesday because of that. Husker women's basketball lost their first game to Michigan State last Thursday. Um, now they're twelve and one. They're going to take on number eight Michigan, uh, who is also twelve and one tomorrow night. Tip off at eight pregame here on KLIN at seven forty-five. Well, coming up in the second segment of the show, we're going to have uh, Michael Kraus come on back to the show and discuss his top tips for getting getting rid of debt. Right now, you're uh, we're going to check in with Fox News and KLIN News on Drive Time Lincoln on KLIN. News. I'm Pam Puso. Travelers keep getting stranded at the nation's airports. Literally thousands more delays and cancellations at the nation's airports, this time primarily in the Northeast, largely as a result of weather, but of course that comes on the heels of all of the delays and cancellations as a result of the airlines not having enough employees thanks to the coronavirus outbreak. Fox's Jeff Flock at Philadelphia International Airport. It didn't go anywhere last year, but Democrats haven't given up on President Biden's Build Back Better legislation. It creates jobs, it lowers taxes for families, it lowers costs for families, and it is fully paid for. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, the proposal has zero Republican support. America's listening to Fox News. Time Lincoln with the commander Jack Riggins on the voice of Lincoln 1499.3 KLIN. Well, welcome back. It's 536, 39 degrees outside here in Lincoln. I'm your host, Doug Fitzgerald, filling in for the commander this week. Uh, thanks so much for joining us on your drive home. Uh, I've got some, uh, you know, a little programming announcement for Saturday's show for One Shot One Life. We're very excited to have Miss Nebraska USA, Erica Etzemiller, and Miss Teen Nebraska USA, Daisy Sutterth. They're both going to be in the studio. They both competed for their respective uh, Miss USA pageants a few weeks ago. A lot of people don't know this, but they both placed also in the top 16, which is a big accomplishment that they had. So they're going to come in, share their amazing life stories and what led them to represent Nebraska in the Miss USA pageant. They're two absolutely amazing women. You're going to love that show. And then on Saturday, January 15th, celebrity trainer and creator of P90X, Tony Horton, uh, is going to join us. Tony's undoubtedly one of the most influential men in 
in the health and fitness industry. He's going to help us kick off 2022 and guide us to the best path to take uh, as we take care of our physical health and achieve those goals with his Power of Four system. So you can join me every Saturday and Johnny Cadillac uh, at 11 a.m. for One Shot, One Life. Now, if you want to join the conversation today and you have a question for Michael Krause, you can call in the Rick Stein Recognition Hotline. That number is 402-479-1400. You can also text as well. We'd love for you to join uh, the show. Now, we've been talking with financial expert and vice president of Plan A Wealth Management, Michael Krause, about how to best keep your New Year's resolutions and priorities regarding money. In the first half of the show, uh, Michael shared his proven advice in regards to strategies for establishing a budget. If you missed it, after the show, you can listen to Drive Time Link, and Johnny will get it up on our podcast. Simply go to KLAN.com, or you can download the KLAN app, and you'll have it in the podcast section there. Now, Michael, we've been having a great conversation. Thank you so much for coming in. Uh, So much good information to help people with their money. You talked about budgeting in the first half of the show, uh, but we really want to talk about really what's the biggest issue for most people, which is debt. And we talked, you touched upon it a little bit uh, in regards to how impactful it is in people's lives. As a matter of fact, money is one of the top things that couples argue about. And a lot of it goes back to the debt that's being brought into the marriage. So let's talk about debt and your proven plan or systems and steps that can help uh, our listeners get out of debt as quickly as possible. We talked earlier about how people just feel so overwhelmed. And part of the problem is they don't even know how much debt they carry. Right. Right. When I ask, well, how much of a balance do you have in your credit card? People are like, God, I, I'm not sure. Maybe somewhere around. So one of the first steps is to just get a picture of how much debt you do have. So get online, take a list of every debt you have, credit card, car loan, student loan, any unsecured personal debt, and put it down on some type of piece of paper or note on your phone and list out all the debt that you currently carry so at least you have a picture of where you're Mm -hmm. starting at. Once you do that, now we want you to list those in order of smallest to biggest. Mm As soon as you have that list, we're going to make minimum payments on every single account, but that smallest one, every extra dollar we have after we put that emergency fund in place, we're going to attack that smallest debt as quickly as possible. Because once we knock that out, we tell ourselves, I can do this. Right. right? There's a psychological win that comes from it. We're building momentum, and now we're going to attack debt number two with even more money because that minimum payment we were making on the first debt, we now roll into the second one. So we're doing a little debt snowball action. Yeah. Right. Thank you, Winter. Now here. And we're going to continue to attack those debts in order till we pay them all off. You need those small wins. I love that. You need a motivation, right? Otherwise, you keep thinking, I'll never get out from under this mountain of debt. And it feels that way, right? It's just kind of a crushing mountain. So if we can get you those small wins and start chunking off pieces from the top, you just get more excited and more convinced that you can indeed do this. What can couples do to keep it in front of them all the time? I've heard of all different ideas and little tricks that they do to keep that idea. Because you can have it on your phone, right? You can have it on your computer, but the reality is you need to keep it in front of you to, to you know... Uh, to always keep it at the forefront. Yes, sir. Some people like to have a dream board or a vision board to give them an idea that the next vacation they want to take as a oh, family. Good. Why don't you do something similar with your debt, right? Put it on the refrigerator and the bathroom mirror. We both, we all spend a lot of time in front of those two things. And every time I go to that refrigerator, every time I go to the bathroom mirror, right, to get ready in the morning, get ready for bed at night, I'm reminded, here's where we're at and we want to be at zero, Right, So it's just a reminder, here's where we're at, and hopefully what that does is convince us not to keep adding to it. Right, We're not going to go out to eat this week. We're not going to buy that extra little thing. We are going to cancel that subscription because we're so committed to getting this list down to zero. What about involving the kids then? 
Involving kids can be great. great. Absolutely. Because again, the more energy, the better. So when you say we're not going to buy that or we're not going to go out to Chipotle tonight and they say why, here's what mommy and daddy are doing. We want you to help us as a part of this process. We want to be in a better place as a family so we can do more fun things together. So would you help mommy and daddy and give them a little list? What are some practical things that the five-year-old can do or remind you of that could be helpful? What are some things that you're teens could do, right? Can they participate in this with you, helping either reduce some expenses, or maybe they even commit to say, hey, I'll give a little bit of my paycheck toward helping the family get out of debt. Let's start teaching our kids, right? If we didn't get taught, then it's our responsibility to teach our kids. We are the primary teachers for our kids when it comes to personal finances. So with my son, he's 24, right? And he's a great guy. Oh, well, thanks. Oh, man, he's got such a good head on his shoulder. We (laughs) interact at the gym every morning. Dylan's a stud. He's a good guy, and and uh, you know he's involved in the in the finance world as well, mm-hmm. and so is my daughter. So we meet together periodically and talk about budgeting and looking where they're at and all that stuff. And one of the things I had him do was he's starting to get all these credit card offers now, mm-hmm. right? I'm holding one in my hand. I said, Dylan, what I want you to do is when you get those, I want you to stack them up and see what you're being bombarded with every week. It's usually one or two a day, right? He's getting credit card applications in the mail. I got one here. Michael, I'll share with you. I got one here where I can activate a promo rate on my current credit card. They're going to give me extra credit, and I'm going to get a 0% promo rate till August. And then after August, they'll give me an interest rate of 13%. Wow. <laughs> How about that? How kind of How them. enticing. Absolutely, because it seems like oh, I get free money for eight months. Who wouldn't want that? Right. I think people need to understand there are different ways that people are getting sucked into this whole debt world. Absolutely. Teaching our kids, especially as they start growing up and getting these, is important. And another one is those balance transfer offers. Hey, if you transfer your balance from one card to another, we'll give you 0%. What you see in the small print, though, is there's a fee associated with it. And that fee, sometimes upwards of 3 to 5%. That's not cheap. You're rolling over ten, twenty thousand dollars of credit card debt. You're going to pay a fee to do that. So just be very careful about taking on any more new debt. Generally speaking, the best way: stick with what you got, stop the bleeding, add no more, and then just begin to recklessly kill off those debts, small and Is largest. that possible? Have you seen that happen? Oh, we've seen it happen with millions of yeah. people. People all over. And again, it's the sheer amount of joy that comes from life when they start to get out from under this mountain of burdensome debt. Yeah. Well, um, you know, my wife and I, we started back, oh my goodness, when we first got married, we found out and realized how far in debt we were, the stress it was causing in our lives, and we went to attack it earlier. And so I had it mapped out to the month and the year and the day that we were going to be out of debt by doing exactly what you said, mm. snowballing those debts. We actually, because of our passion, got out of debt, I believe it was almost two years earlier than we anticipated. Wow. Well done. Well, but that's, that's, that, that shows how possible it is. I work with people all the time that get out of debt quick. Actually, we just had a couple that actually just paid off their house. Um, so excited for them because because of what they learned that they know they can control their money. They're so excited. Now their family's planning a vacation. They're starting to do investment stuff for mm. not only for their future in retirement, but for their kiddos as well. Um, well, let's transition a little bit then. Okay, we talked about the emergency fund. Um, you talked about putting uh, together maybe three to six months of an emergency yes, fund. Sir. Where do you keep that money then? Like, is there a good place to keep that so it's not just, you know... 
out there. Absolutely. One of the best pieces of advice, and I operate on this way myself, is I keep my emergency fund at a separate bank that I do okay. my traditional checking savings. That little extra barrier, right, means I don't look at the balance every day. I don't check it all the time. And it's another step removed, so it's not so easily accessible. We find when some people keep it at the same bank and they see it when they open up their app every day, that they're too. it's too easy to use it kind of like a piggy bank. I'm just going to borrow a little bit of money from my emergency fund, and I promise to replace it next month. And you do that over six months, and all of a sudden, three months of living expenses has gone down to zero months right. of living expenses. So keeping it at a separate bank is often a good idea just to keep it a little detached from your normal spending. What about having uh, separate accounts at a bank, maybe one for spending, one for another category of whether it's savings or other Anything that we would consider a medium-term savings goal. So it could be a family vacation. You know that Christmas is coming 12 yeah. months from now, let's right? So let's start saving, right? Maybe we're putting a certain amount of money every single month toward that Christmas spending goal so we don't get to November, December and be like, holy cow, it's Christmas again. we got to go buy all these presents, right? So we're going to plan ahead and have those separate savings accounts. A number of banks will allow you to have multiple sub-accounts in there that you can label savings. Maybe it's for a future car replacement. Maybe it's something like a family vacation. Anything you want to so that you can plan ahead and make periodic payments to yourself, right? So that you're prepared when the time comes. Right. It's 546. You're listening to Drive Time Lincoln on 1499.3 KLIM. We're talking with financial expert and vice president of Plan A Wealth Management, Michael Kraus. Michael, now we're talking putting our money to work. Let's talk about some investment ideas because... Um, a lot of people who do work for certain companies do get benefits and bonus packages, right? And they have to decide where they're going to put the money. Are they going to do a 401k? Are they going to do an IRA? Now that they're trying to save for maybe them, maybe for their kids' college education, what are the different options that people have when we start looking at investments? If you're just starting out, we like to say that you can borrow for education. You cannot borrow for retirement. So we usually keep the retirement one as a higher priority for our investment long-term savings. If you work for a company that offers any type of match, which means that they will give you free money up to a certain a dollar amount or percentage of what you're putting in, that's always where we want to start, right? We don't want to ever leave free money on the table. So let's do that. If you don't have that option, generally speaking, a Roth IRA is going to be a great bet, right? Money goes in there. There's no tax deduction when it goes in there, but under the current laws, it grows tax-free, and we love tax-free growth. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously, always check with your tax professional or accountant before making any tax-related decisions, but generally speaking, if you have a match available at work, start there, take advantage of that match. Second step, or for anyone else, Roth IRA is usually a good something to look into. Depending on your age category and how you emotionally feel about your money in the market, what we call your risk tolerance, will depend on how much in growth versus income you go. And that can be something that probably is going to be helpful to have a discussion with a professional. Right. And is there a limit, like as much money, you know, the, mo the amount of money you can put into these plans? Absolutely. Every year, for those under the age of 50, it's $6,000 per person. So mm -hmm. a husband and wife can do 12 between the two of them. Once you hit the magical age of 50 and above, it's 7000 As long as you have earned income, you right. can contribute to a Roth. So even a child, right? My mm. son's getting his first paycheck these days. We're contributing to a Roth, right? I'm going to match some of his money to get used to that habit of putting money in there. So as right. long as it's earned income, you can contribute to a Roth. Do you suggest for your kiddos then, like once now that, you know, once they start getting a job and all that, do you re recommend a certain percentage of their income right away to help start teaching them 
the amounts to save, what to spend on for expenses, that type of thing? We generally tell people, if you can start with a minimum of 15% of income going toward retirement, right? 15%. Now, if you're starting a little bit late, right, we're going to need to increase that percentage, 20, 25%. If we're waiting until we're close to 40, right, which I've hit that mile marker, mm-hmm. right, we're having to bump that percentage up even more because time is such a valuable asset. The right. earlier we start... The less we have to say. So, a minimum of fifteen percent of income is what we want to see going toward retirement. Okay, let's shift gears just a little bit. Now we've got some investments going on. Um, insurance is always a big topic for a lot of people. Uh, health insurance is outrageous. The cost of it at times, uh, especially if you don't have any kind of help from maybe uh-huh. another company uh, benefit package or anything. Um, plus, we're looking at car insurance that's expensive. Um, uh, you just go down the list, homeowners insurance and all that. Uh, how important is insurance to have in people's lives? The problem with insurance is you're betting against your own life. So most of us like to believe that we're going to be here a really long time, but we know people who have passed away, it what seemed a very untimely death, right? And so I'd say, especially for any husband and wife out there, do you really want to leave this earth and leave your family in a worse shape financially mm-hmm. than when you were here? And so it's... We rarely like to use fear as a motivator, but if you think about what you leaving this earth could do to your family, financially speaking, we want you to have insurance to be able to cover them in case of an untimely death. So generally speaking, the best place to start, term insurance, right? Get something in place, get something cheap so that you are secured financially if something should happen to you as mom or dad, husband or wife. Um, That would be the first place we'd want you to start. Yeah. Yeah. Insurance is important and it's expensive. And uh, having that advisor that can help you out decide what is the best decision for you and your family is important. Mm-hmm. You talked about that earlier, accountability. And, um, you know, a lot of times we look at uh, New Year's resolutions. I like to call them priorities. The difference between like a goal and a priority in my book, uh, I always say, you know, goals are like New Year's resolutions. They, they can come and go, right? Mm-hmm. But a priority, if you look at the definition, is something that must be taken care of immediately or else you're going to have a detrimental impact on yourself or those around you. And I found one of the best ways, there's a couple different things, but uh, one of the best ways is having accountability Absolutely. to stay on track. Somebody that can walk alongside you during that process. Um, as we look at money and finances and our overall picture with ourselves, maybe a spouse or a significant other or a family, uh, how important is it uh, to have a team of advisors around you? And what and what would that team look like? Who would they be? Who would they be? We know that peer pressure is a real thing, right? Both in the positive and negative direction. Ever since we were in preschool, we um, felt the pressure of what our social peers were doing. So having an accountability partner, whether it comes to going to the gym in the morning or getting out of debt, is huge. Tell a trusted friend, hey, here's my goal. Here's what we're trying to accomplish. Keep me accountable. Ask me how it's going, right? How am I spending my money? Am I making progress toward my goals? You will go further and faster in life and business when you have mentors and coaches Mm -hmm. helping you go there, right? They can help you avoid certain mistakes and also help you make the right decisions at the right time. So I think having an investment professional Mm -hmm. help you with your investments, an insurance professional help you with the insurance, a legal professional. Mm -hmm. Yes, you can do things online. It is possible. But I'm telling you, you don't know what you don't know. And if you don't do things right, we see it. When someone leaves this earth and their will or estate plan was not done right, the amount of chaos 
chaos, headache, and heartache it causes for their loved ones left behind, it's just not worth saving a few hundred dollars. So get a legal professional as well. Those three things will generally help you a lot. We encourage most people to talk to someone with their taxes. Yeah. I know you've got some good resources there, yeah. someone who's going to come on the show, someone who can walk you through the tax implications. Because here in America, the tax code is so complicated, most education... Educated Americans cannot know if they did their taxes well enough to get every penny they were supposed to and not pay any more. So having a tax professional, I would say, would round out the top four professionals I'd like to have in my life. Yeah. Well, um, if people want to get in touch with you to get more information about what you do, how can they do that? Absolutely. You can Google Plan A Wealth Management. Our phone number is 402-975-8008. The website, planawm.com. And, uh, yeah, we'd be happy to talk with you and help you in any way that we can. What kind of things do you provide? What kind of services you provide? Technically, what we do is called wealth management, and that's just a fancy term saying we help with people with about nine different areas of their financial life. And so we like to say that we're willing to help anyone. We can't work with everyone. But if we're not a great fit, we'd like to help you figure out the best place Mm -hmm. for you to go. Well, Michael Krause, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me, Doug. Absolutely. Johnny, pleasure. As Likewise, Michael, likewise. It's always great seeing you. I always enjoy listening to the advice you have to give. And I sit here, I stand here and I listen and try to remember to do my producer roles too. But I'm like, man, this is helping me so much just figuring out things in my own life. So always a pleasure, Michael. Thank you, sir. All right. Thanks, Michael. Well, it's 554. We're going to take a quick and final break, and then we're going to wrap things up. You're listening to Drive Time Lincoln on 1499.3 KLIN. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1499.3 KLIN. Well, at 556, currently 38 degrees outside on Drive Time Lincoln. Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. I'm Doug Fitzgerald. The commander will be back in the chair next Monday. Speaking of weather outside, it's 38, feels like 32 this morning. It was around 1 degree, I think, when we came to the studio for LNK uh, for the morning show uh, with Jack and friends. Um, but uh, this week doesn't look too bad. We've got a couple of days going to get cold. Uh, tomorrow we're going to have a high of 44, and then we're going to dip down a little bit. 16 on Wednesday, 11 on Thursday, and then coming back up 23 on Friday this weekend. We should be in the 40s. But speaking of cold weather, uh, KLN is teaming up with Bryant Air Conditioning, Heating, Electrical, and Plumbing to help families in our area stay warm for the winter for the 11th year in a row with the Warm Winter Wish Furnace Giveaway. Now, it might be hard to believe, but there are a lot of homes uh, without working furnaces here in Lincoln uh, or a furnace that may break down for a family that really can't afford to fix it down the road. So you can nominate someone to receive a new furnace. All you have to do uh, is go to our website, KLIN.com. We want you to encourage family, friends, coworkers, even if you yourself uh, feel like you could uh, uh, you know, benefit from this, uh, we want you to nominate yourself even for the Warm Winter Wish Challenge. Again, It's uh, the deadline's January 6th, so if you want to get your name in or somebody's name in now's the time to go ahead and do that again you can go to klin.com to grab more details well we're going to look at husker sports again we got a lot of things happening in the basketball world Uh, husker men's basketball had a rough loss last night we talked about that a little bit earlier but um you know they lost to number 13 ohio state it was heartbreaker it was a heartbreaker i thought for sure at the end we were going to pull that thing out because i know it would have really boosted the program um but they lost and um um, but they're going to move on you know we've got uh, them going to east lansing on Wednesday. They're going to take on number 10 Michigan State. Should be a great game. Tip-off is going to start at 6. Pre-game is going to start at 5. You can hear that whole game here, right here on K 
KLIN. Uh, and because the game is on Wednesday, we will not have drive time Lincoln. Uh, then on Saturday, they're going to head out and play Rutgers as well at 1 o'clock start time. And then Husker women's basketball, they're 12-1. and one. Uh, They lost a close one to Michigan State last Thursday. They're going to play number 8 Michigan uh, tomorrow at 8 o'clock. That pregame starts at 745. Again, you can hear um, all of that action right here on KLIN. Again, we want to thank you so much, from Michael Krause, for jumping in, uh, financial expert here in Lincoln. We appreciate that. We appreciate your time. It was a great conversation. If you want to hear more about it, you can go and listen to the recording of our past shows by simply going to KLIN.com. You can also use the KLIN app, uh, and you can find Drive Time Lincoln in the podcast section and listen. So uh, make sure you join us on LNK Today with Jack and Friends tomorrow morning for Top 5 Tuesday. A big thanks again to Michael Krause. Also, thank you to Johnny Cadillac for producing the show. The Commander will be back again on next week. Sports Nightly is up next. You've been listening to Drive Time Lincoln on 1499.3 KLIN.